I'm, Welcome, everybody. Today, I'm here to bring energy. Oh, fun. Hope you're we ready love energy. for some energy. I have my tea, and I'm so ready. <laughs> we could make, like, cocktails or something. Look, I am here for an espresso martini. I will drink espresso martinis on the podcast. We See, can call it martini time. If we start recording on Rager Nights, which... Have we discussed what Rager Nights are on the podcast? I don't think so. Okay, no. we should. Not technically, so, Rager Nights are when Adam and I... <laughs> it's very anticlimactic for all of you listening. Yeah, anticlimactic. So... <laughs> what, what do I even say? It's so it's so not a rager, but to us it is. So Adam, we've discussed many times. He works a lot. He works many hours. We don't get to spend a ton of time together. But on Friday nights, we both have the next... Saturday mornings are the only ones we have together. So we're like, okay, Friday nights, let's spend together. Uh-huh. And let's not really plan to go out. Because in the beginning of the year, that was... Yeah, we did date nights date on night, Fridays. Yeah, plan. And it worked out like not a lot of people have plans on Fridays for some reason. It's definitely more like a chill rest, go out on Saturday kind of vibe. Yeah. So it worked, but we were spending a lot of money. Um, So we had to stop that. We were spending so much money. But recently we started Rager Nights, which all that means is that we stay up later than we normally would. (laughs) Most. Why don't don't you tell them what our bedtime is? Most of the time. Our bedtime normally is... I usually head to bed around 9.15. Yeah, we're kind of grandparents, but we wake up at 5 a.m. So. We, w- we wake up at, yeah, I wake up at 5.30, so it's just what we do. So on, on Friday nights, I know that the next morning, we don't have to wake up between 5 and 5.30. So we're like, you yep. know what? Let's balls to the wall, man. Like maybe we, <laughs> we'll on Friday We'll stay up till nights, 10. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I think we've made it to like 10.30 once, you know? so we get sushi and because we know we normally make all of our meals together we make sushi we oh we should make sushi that would be fun we did i say make sushi yeah we we buy sushi but maybe we should start making sushi i don't know why i said make sushi but that would be fun because we also get high and we like i said we like usually make ourselves a drink we try not to drink a whole lot during the middle of the week and like Whatever. So we just like let it all go. Let all our inhibitions just let them fly, baby. Fly. So yeah, we just get really high. We eat a bunch of snacks like throughout the eat night. Snacks, yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes we stay up till ten thirty and we just binge shows and yeah, play old up. video games. We, play we do Smash play Brothers. Smash Bros. And anyway, so it's really not that crazy, but we dim all our lights. We have our little like mm-hmm. couch light on. We try to make it. The goal is to like have multiple colored lights, different colored lights, so that it feels like a like Like a a, like a party, like like a a rager. Well, like a sushi cocktail, like that's kind of our vibe, like like Mm -hmm. a Japanese cocktail bar type energy that we get to play like Super Smash Brothers and like yeah, get really high. Yeah, that's so that's Friday night rager nights for us. And so I'm saying like if we record on Friday nights, which Maybe we should sometime and just like label it as like, oh my God, the, y'all would get a treat. One of the types of episodes that we do, we just like always. Raise your night once a month like for the do, patrons. Yeah. Like our, our N at the beginning of the title. So uh-huh. people know it's like Ranger a Ranger night. night. That's hilarious. Um, One. So we'll be high and. Once we start drinking. a Patreon, that will be a Patreon special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deal. Good. 
light bulb. So, <laughs> good idea, good idea. We have big things planned for the podcast. Oh, so you guys don't even know. If you were listening now and you're watching now, just, you know, buckle up, baby. So many good things for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just truly so excited. So anyway, if we recorded on Frasier... Frasier? Frasier night. <laughs> it is Friday. Friday, Frasier night, then maybe we'd have an espresso martini. But for now... It's tea. It's tea. It's chamomile for me. But I told you I was going to bring the energy because last week, Uh yeah, last week we were discussing, Uh again, things for the podcast. And I was like, one of the, not not problems, but one of the things we feel like we keep kind of running into is that we both get very Uh, chill Uh when we sit together which has been one of the beautiful things about our relationship we sit totally we like we know if we haven't connected in a while all we got to do is sit down at the dinner table our little tiny table we eat dinner and then i just will open up and blab like i'll always talk around food and dinner yeah like that's how it's always been that he talks same i always get all deep and intellectual he does and and i love that we Mm -hmm. both do but i feel like because we do that and we sit we there's a part (laughs) of our our podcast becomes us like like I'm now intellectual and we are excited week dumping. What? Weed dumping? N- no, not weed. Week. Like all the things from the week. I'm dumping oh. them all right now. Because I was going to say trauma dumping, but it's not trauma. It's no. just all of the like events of the week. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm just trying to bring the energy because the other side <laughs> of our personalities, like we are silly, goofy, like. Oh, yeah. We'll jokes, start the like, dance floor and we'll shut it down. We are a good hang. I swear. Yeah. We're so, not just bummers that talk about really deep intellectual oh things gosh, all the time. That's not bummer anyway. Well, that's true. You have a very you know, negative I have this, self-image. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. I just have this image of people who do well at parties and they're so good at small talk. And I feel like when somebody is at a party, e.g. me, and they are just like trying to drag somebody into a very, very long conversation, uh... It uh, sucks people away from the actual party that's happening into this own like twilight zone. So you kind of feel like, have you seen it happen by other people or to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I do it at parties. I think I'm, I think I'm good. You're aware enough. I'm just aware enough that when I see other people doing it, I'm like, ooh, that's easy for me to do. I I gotta not do that. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I completely agree, and I don't think you do that. But good. I don't think I do either. I just really You're so aware of I'm that. heavily invested in not doing that at yeah. parties. But I'm a good hang, I swear. That's why I dance because then when I'm dancing, I can't have a deep conversation because I'm out of breath and <laughs> I'm twerking usually. <laughs> it's true. Can you have a deep conversation while twerking? Absolutely, yes. You can have the most philosophical conversations with your booty shaking. It's but, true. But but I I dance so that I don't. Okay. Well, On that note, (laughs) (laughs) on that note, I actually want to open up with prayer. Just kidding. Oh my God. Open up with a... I think my body just jumped out of my body. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to open up with a a review, a beautiful review. We got an Apple podcast. Thank you so much, Hannah. I don't think I know what this is. Nope. I haven't read it to you yet. Um, it's, It's a five star review so thank you so much we like those um she says the beauty of lauren and adam is that they are ever changing and evolving this show has followed that evolution i'm personally loving that they've 
just been talking to each other lately, and we get to be a fly on the wall in the best way. Aww. Aww. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. We love that so much and yeah. love that you love to be a fly on the wall and that you've enjoyed our conversations lately. Thank you for sh- like making a review, doing a review. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Writing thank a you review. For re- thank you for reviewing the thank podcast. Thank you for reviewing um, and rating. We really appreciate it. If you, if you guys want to have a little shout out, then leave a review and yeah. tell us your thoughts. We are um, so curious about what all of you out there actually want from us because we love doing this Yeah, and it's amazing. We want to so, know what curious minds are up to. And we would love to incorporate whatever it is you want. Yeah. And like I said, fun for us. there's lots of plans. This is just the beginning, I feel like, of our of the podcast journey. So, mm-hmm. I mean, even though it's not, it like feels like it is. Just it's, a, it's a new beginning for sure. Yes. It's like we've laid the foundation and now we're building the house. Now I like understand. I yeah. understand. I get it. Uh-huh. Get it. So anyway, stay tuned for that. All right. You ready to dive right in? Yeah. What are we diving into? What so you got for us I was this just week? in Canada mm-hmm. and I, Adam was not with me. I was not. I was. I was doing that thing that we were talking about. Doing that thing. The thing of working all the time nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my sister and my brother-in-law came with. It, we were there for six days. It was so fun. Like it was a multi, mm, it was a mixed bag of emotions trip. Um, not, not like with them, but like just in general, like an internal mm-hmm. kind of back and forth a lot. So I was in Canada because we da, went, da, da, da. we went to <laughs> the, the res, my reservation, um, Chippewa of the Thames and, a lot of our family still, they, they live on the res. Um, they're very involved. Um, and so anyway, so we went there and I was doing a screening for mm-hmm. the Missing Motoka project. And um, I was doing, I was like giving back to my community, essentially, that I'm not around a lot, but giving back to them in a way that I knew how and that I could um, because they yeah. supported they they supported me in this project. Yeah. Um, and so I was really happy to do that. And I was like very nervous because I'm showing Missing Matoka to like a room full of natives. <laughs> like it's, uh-huh. That in and of itself yeah, is that's just a huge like deal. scary. Um, uh-huh. But obviously like. I know I did a good job, but it's just still, still it's daunting. Um, and then also being on the res, like I think that's just, it's, it's complicated, in ways that I like, can't and won't. Some ways I can't and won't get into just for personal private reasons, but like, in way, in the ways that I will. So a lot of my dad's side of the family, like I said, they, they live on the res Mm -hmm. and those who don't live near it at least. And so everybody's like a drivable distance on my dad's side, like the native side, everyone's a drivable, drivable distance to the res or they live there. And I did not grow up. I wasn't born there. I did not grow up there. I only visited more when I was younger um, like I think we went maybe once a year. Um, and then it was like every few years that we ended up going to the res and like seeing the family consistently. Um, and so in a lot of ways, just by 
geographical reasons um and not just because of that but that's a big part it has felt like so disconnected and it not for lack of trying yeah and not for like lack of interest or anything like that it's just i grew up in the states i grew up in north carolina i was born in florida it was like so far away and then i grew up in north carolina and although like i think my parents did you know they they really i think they really tried when i especially when i was younger before like i was a preteen even like we attended powwows like i um, did competitive dancing i fancy dance and i always had regalia and all that so i was integrated into parts of my culture at mm-hmm. a young age mm-hmm. but a lot of that kind of just like it didn't go any further and if anything like it, it halted when basically i came of age um yeah. and right. so then for for years and years and years up until like what i was like 26 or something mm-hmm. i didn't progress my relationship with my heritage and again not because i didn't want to or care to i just wasn't around it and i was doing my own career we all know i was in the christian music industry yeah. and that had its own reasons for not you know connecting with my heritage and all of that and i've talked about that before but i think being on the res as an adult and this is the first time i went without like my parents and that whole family yeah. and the, like kind of the comfort of that too um it was beautiful and i got to attend a sunrise ceremony mm-hmm. Um, that was my first ceremony like that, like a first sunrise ceremony. And so I wanted, I wanted to like record it. I wanted to do all that, but I wanted to be super respectful. It was obviously my first time at the ceremonies. I wouldn't, I did not record. So, um, but it was awesome. And it was beautiful to see that like a lot of the traditions and a lot of the rituals that like are done at those sort of things are things that I do. Yeah. Mostly like, yeah, just naturally, naturally. Yeah. And of course, our cousins are getting an earful of questions every time we're around them asking about different rituals and different like things that we do, like in different seasons of our lives. My sister was asking about things to do when you're like thinking about getting pregnant. When you become pregnant, are there like certain traditions and every, every tribe is different. And on my res, it's like literally right next to a different tribe. And a lot of my family, I cannot go into all that, but a lot of them, are now with the other tribe. And so they actually know a lot more about the other, which is Oneida. And so I'm, we're like hearing about them and like some things versus Chippewa, which is what I am, all these different things. <laughs> and it's complicated. Like it's complicated yeah. because it's, it's all just like passed down orally. Yeah. And also they're talking very fast and they're just yeah. like saying words and they're speaking, they're even speaking in Ojibwe. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know exactly everything you're saying. Like I'm trying to catch up. and It's like life and practices that you just have to do. You just have to be there because yeah. it just happens. And I think a lot of the times like they they just like think we know. It's like growing up in religion. You just like speak Christianese at someone. And they're like, totally. What do you, what yeah. do you say? What do you mean the body of Christ? Yeah. Like <laughs> you're like, that sounds you're, you're going to body broken and blood poured out yeah like, Sounds I, like I don't very like, ritualistic you just and like god is three of them and there's one anyway yeah, yeah that's yeah, just yeah, an yeah. example you just assume a lot of understanding yeah and so uh, some of that happened so it was a lot of like catching up and like putting it all together and again it was awesome and i love that and i love learning but it's also like a reminder that of how 
you know, disconnected we, we have been and we yeah. are. <clears throat> and so it was a mix of that. And like doing the screening was a lot of pressure. And I, again, I was happy to do that. But, you know, the family had other things going on, too. And so they they didn't come out to see the screening, which I wish they would have. And I think that was like. I don't know. I, that felt like a part of it, too. It felt like. Yeah. It's just like difficult. My, you're in the space finally where you can be with your family and be celebrated by your family. My project was like kind, it's like kind of a big deal, but like <laughs> kind of is. And like in a yeah. way that's like I'm like I did something for indig- all indigenous people, you know, like that matters. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, there's like. There's nothing I can really do to like earn this like feeling of of belonging. Belonging mm-hmm. in a community I've never lived in. Yeah. And even family that I should be comfortable with, but like, you know, I see them once a year maybe. But anyway, so it was kind of a mixed bag of emotions of like the different things that I experienced when I was on the res. And again, my sister was with me too. So she had like probably mixed emotions, but I think because I had the screening mm-hmm. and like had so much behind that, it was, I don't know. It just, it you just kind of went with expectations. Wasn't even, I don't even think I had expectations. I would have been way more nervous if like my family was there too, but it, no, it just showed me it. there's like, no, there's like no work. There's nothing I can do to like, yeah prove that sense of belonging or feel it within myself even or like yeah so yeah that's one of those hard things for sure where you're like it just takes it takes practice doing the things and like you were saying you just kind of have to be there to be among the things to even learn how to do them yeah get into the practices and the rituals and the rhythms of life and a lot of them are even still learning all those things too because a lot of it was broken down and like you know, our grandparents were in residential schools and like weren't allowed to practice and all these different things. So it's like, so it's like there's rediscovery happening alongside and of everybody's like rediscovering and some yeah. things are like, is it tradition or is it, or is this reconstructionism? Yeah, totally. A, and, and a lot of it is mm-hmm. as I was like kind of paying attention to everything. I was like, Oh, like, cause we even attended after the sunrise ceremony, we even attended, how do we, I don't even know. There is no Jibway name for it, but a gathering of anyone who basically wanted to and talk about some of the, like the laws on the res and like how you oh, want cool. to develop the laws and about certain things. Anyway, won't go into it, but it was like those discussions, like the, everyone was like asking questions and bringing things up. Well, what do we do with this? When this Eagle feather is retired, do we like, do we like create a place for it to rest or do we bury it? Do we hang it in a tree? It's like all all these things like, well, we're just kind of like, well, my, like, well, my grandparents would have done this. And it's like, okay, great. Well then what is the reasoning for this? Like everybody was asking questions uh-huh. in this big like gathering. So it really is still like this reconstruction of like yeah. perhaps what was, but maybe like, like people are trying to patch their experiences together to make something cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it was, it was good to see and hear all that and to be a part of that. And then even the stories that like our cousins were kind of telling us and like, you know, the certain questions we were asking about like ribbon dresses and things like that, like ribbon skirts, it, a lot of it, like everyone is still learning. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it is everyone's like, well, you could see it like this. You could see it like that. 
and um one of my cousins um being gay he was leading the ceremony and he mentioned how like any of us can lead the ceremony and he was like i didn't want i didn't even want to lead the ceremony you you can you can do this yourself but they like yeah. really respect him so they wanted him to yeah and he's like you don't have to do things perfectly like if you have good intentions like a good heart then that's what matters mm-hmm. and i thought that was nice i think that was like for the people there but i think it was a little bit towards his cousins which was nice mm-hmm. um he also left us or sent us off back home with me and my sister with sage and sweetgrass and yeah yeah a little shell like i have a bigger one but like he um gave us like one little one i was like, like a little you can have that one it was cute um mm-hmm. so anyway oh all that being said it was it was a mixed bag it was a really mixed bag of experiences when i was there totally. um i was happy happy to be there but it was very heavy yeah if you will yeah also because I, I like want my kids to be a part of it but like i don't well, without me being able to be there i think that just is another hurdle yeah i think so too yeah yeah because if you were there it would have like completed a like a circle mm-hmm. for me in a way i love hanging out with your cousins they're so fun and they love you they were like oh i miss adam <laughs> where's adam like all of yeah. them like my older cousins my younger cousins they oh yeah they're so fun they're it's because favorite. you're a drummer and you fit in like you really yeah you and fit i'm northern in. i'm already there that's true that's true yeah uh, so tell i don't know if you've ever said it on the podcast but about you being invited into the oh my gosh yeah wow that was such an honor um it, what was it the second or third time that we went to a powwow to to a powwow so with it your was family a powwow on my reservation yeah and my cousins they're like they're like professionals they're musicians really great i mean like touring drum circle band yeah um and they go to multiple powwows a year they're like going from festival to festival uh-huh. or powwow to powwow and so we were sitting and just watching and of course me as a drummer i'm admiring everything because I, they know these songs but they also just go off a of feel it's all just about like being in the moment and really mm-hmm. being with each other and being empathetic and reading what's going to happen next and where people want to go. That's part of the dancing too, by the way, like you don't know yeah. where it's going to end, but like you have to be so in tune with the music that you're like, you don't move after the last beat. After the last beat drops, you stop. Yeah. And it's so cool because it is so intuitive. Um, and I was sitting there watching and they actually invited me into the circle to play with them, handed me a stick, got to sit in the circle and, and play the drum with them and be in that song and that music and that moment with them. And it was really neat because like there really was palpable energy there to be able to just vibe with. And they were so kind and so like gracious with leading and Mm. like really leading with body language and with energy and with like everything. And it just, it it was so cool. It was, it was absolutely in flow and I, and I loved it. It It's definitely an honor to do that sort of thing. Yeah. And so like I was honored that you got to do that. Yeah. It was like cool for me. It just felt like I got to pull, I was pulled into the family in, in such a really neat way yeah. that like what, that was true to me already. And I felt so seen in that. And that was, that was really cool to me. Oh yeah. So it's like on top of all the other reasons that I love your family, I'm like, they're already Northern. They're drummers, they're yeah. singers. You, I love you. And you they'll just the sit vibe. and just have conversation all yeah. day. Yeah. And that's, everything I could ever ask for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like my family than I realized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, you're rhythmic too. You play the bass. Well, I just mean like you said sitting around talking. That's yeah, that I too. Do. 
Yeah. So it's like, I think that's, that's all really neat. And it's, and it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like the thing is with your family and with powwows in general and with native American culture in general is it's like, it's also adoptive. It's also inclusive. Yeah. It's just, they it really want people around. That's true. Okay. So enough about me. Yeah. Let's so speaking of my you. Northern heritage yeah. and all that. So I recently found out that, um, uh, my family, my lineage is actually very Norwegian, very like Northwestern European, um, through an ancestry DNA test. And then also like just talking to my parents, my grandma is either first or second generation to yeah, the United right. States, immigrant to the United States from Norway. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy to me because they were Mennonite. So I grew up, I don't think this is even something I've talked about before on the podcast, but I grew up going to my grandma's house, uh, which was uh, a Mennonite home that they built themselves. No insulation, no electric, no plumbing, no heating. It was all like, I mean, it was heated by a pot belly stove that was in the kitchen <laughs> and we'd feed it wood. And my, um, my grandfather was actually a logger and they had like 200 ish acres of land and so they would just go out there and they just he would just rip trees out of the woods and burn them and that's what they used for their home and um they would tend to we we would tend to tell the animals and when the farm would you go up there like in the summers in the summers yeah, yeah. so we'd go so there it was nice weather oh it was gorgeous yeah yeah it was you didn't go i mean it was winter. hot summers were still the hottest part of my life and that's when we went up there to go bale hay Isn't so it, it was for like most of us well, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, like, Minnesota summers are nice, but they're not, like, not hot. And right. so, like, I was not conditioned for that to be not hot. Okay. <laughs> and so when we were up there baling hay and throwing stacks, it was Which is why I feel like you, you, you've always said, like, you acclimate really well. I do. And maybe that's part of yeah, it, it is be. that you grew up in a place in the country that gets negative 60 and then And then also 100. 102 degrees, yeah. Like, that's um, crazy. And the big bummer that a lot of people don't know about baling hay is, uh, obviously it's really hot, but when you're grabbing hay stacks by the strings and chucking them up onto a s- taller stack, yeah, they're pokey. They will literally like stick deep into your skin, like slivers everywhere. And so you, I mean, that you makes have, sense. I hate hay rides. Yeah. You have two options. You either wear a flannel that's what in the middle for, of the summer. Yeah with the sleeves rolled down while you're chucking bales of hay or you suck it up. I guess I never really thought of flannel being like that's utilitarian. Like what that's like what it's for. Yeah, it really is. It's literally for protecting you from the elements. Uh, and so, yeah, so you do that anyway. That's also probably why I like waking up at 5am. Cause we'd wake up really yeah. early to go milk the cows. And to be clear. Yeah. We get up at 5am and I don't like it. I not. was not raised. That way. <laughs> I do like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I, all of this to say that like we had all of these practices that were very like fundamental. They were very like rudimentary practices that my entire family grew up with. And my mom had 11 siblings and they each had like eight kids. So I've got like 80 first cousins just on my mom's side. And and so like I didn't realize that this was anything other than like good old yeehaw northern farm American. Right. Turns out, you know, that's just like how farmers. I was like, were. I thought that's just how people were. You just worked on your own tractors because they did have tractors. They were not Amish. Um, right. They had tractors to help in the fields. But no and stuff. indoor plumbing. No indoor plumbing. Um, and 
it turns out that like they are actually like rural family from Norway. And it's been really interesting for me to like look into what that looks like because it's so similar, like true, like Norwegian, like old style Norwegian, like folk culture yeah. was very much that same way. Um, and, and like, and what do you mean the same way? Like, well, like, okay. So like in a lot of like the Northern countries, um, the northern areas of norway it's mm-hmm. so cold that homes don't have plumbing right and so bust. that makes sense you that's just how you live you don't have Got plumbing it. because that's why and then you have wood fire stoves that heated the place because you're also off the grid you kind of live on a rock yeah and so you don't have electrical companies that are running everything everywhere especially at that time and if you wanted to have farmland and so <sighs> you had uh, you had a stove that was above ground and that's what would heat things. And you could run piping and whatever. Um, and so it was just like all of these things that I'm like, Oh, okay, this is all coming from somewhere. And I, and I've always felt so deeply connected to like my desire for just like being out in the woods, logging, taking care way, of my own land. Being and, like, gay, my cousin, like yeah. he, he has a wood fire, a pot belly stove. Type yeah. Thing. In his house. Yeah. And that's all they use. Yeah. And he's like, it like it, it heats smells up. Good it, yeah, it heats up the floor. Yep. Like, yep. yeah, he said it, he still saves money by doing that. Yeah. By getting all that wood. Yep. But he still saves money have, doing that versus like trying to heat up the house. Yeah. Like electric. And it's so fast. Yeah. It changes so, so quickly. I, I was telling him, I was like, Adam really wants this. I in do. House. And I do too. Like, uh-huh. that'd be ideal. Like, how cozy. If, if we could have the lifestyle where I could spend like weeks during the summer or the fall or whatever prepping cords of wood and just like storing up storing them up in our shed and just getting prepared for the winter and just like doing all of doing all of the stuff that i, think I used I would to do like it to be a non-necessity but like Ugh. something beautiful we we'll get see but i do. mean it's it's not a necessity if you're extra prepared that's the nice thing is like I, it becomes rhythm and it i know becomes but what if lifestyle. like you know you're gone for the week or weekend or you no, get no, no, sick no, no, or no, something no. and then i i have to do the fire i'm like no no no. oh I, you mean like you have to tend the fire i don't want to have to you're tend not. the fire <laughs> like no honey you're the passenger princess of yes, the nordic woodland life you build me that fire you're like excuse me i need somebody here that can do this at all times the fire keeper that's not my job you're the sagittarius okay <laughs> you are fire i am earth okay so this is this is like my dream life and like as i am rooting more into that i'm finding about finding out about like scandinavian folk magic i'm reading into a lot more of like norse paganism because like if you followed the podcast much i've i've claimed atheist more lately than i used to um, which has been an interesting journey for me because I'm so not a, um, I'm not so prescriptive about my beliefs and about the things that I like do in my life. And so it's almost been a reactionary. You're self. also not anti-spiritual on choice. No, I'm not. I would love to have a spiritual experience. Yeah. The biggest thing that has changed my mind on spirituality in the last ever is when you told me about your dream yeah. that you had, um, and so it's like I had a prophetic dream that was that was immediately confirmed. Ooh, yeah. Um, and that was the thing that I was like, okay, there's some connectivity here. I always would kind of talk about how the most the time I feel the feel the most spiritual without an actual like moment of it is when I'm just among people and I just look when I just look at somebody mm-hmm. and I just am like, you are just another expression of me. The yeah. energy that is in me is the same thing that's in you. Like, 
We are just, just fucking each other. Yikes. You know? <laughs> We're just loving on each other. Oh, no. Like loving ourselves, you know what I mean? Yikes. It's all self-love, baby. It's <laughs> a little too commune hippie for me. Uh, I'm more solo farmer. Solo homesteader over here. Solo? I mean, with you. Don't you, don't you worry. Well, that's what I'm saying. Me and you, like, we're, we're fucking ourselves. If we are one and the same. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the times that I'm seeing other people and looking at them. Oh, my God, no. You can't fuck other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you were saying over here, right? <laughs> I was starting to get jealous. <laughs> that's funny. No. Of myself, somehow. Ta- you were looking at me. You were looking into my eyes when you were like, we are one. And I'm like, yeah, we're just fucking ourselves. Which is what I meant to say. Which I said we're fucking each other, which that's true. <laughs> Also, that is true <laughs> in a very literal sense. Oh, anyway. Welcome to the podcast. Lots of um, and those are the times that I feel the most spiritual. And so I just have always Me felt too. this connection to like, I need a mutuality. I need some sort of spiritual connection. I can be so intellectual and so heady and I can know so much stuff, but I want to feel something. That's why this, to me, spirituality is the curiosity. It's the... I want to know. I want to know more. I want to feel mm-hmm. something different. I, I, I want to like experience a new, like I, I want to, the learning process is. I want to experience something outside of myself. Yeah. And when you look yeah. at somebody in the eyes and you like, you feel like I had the same experience. Remember we lived at their old, or at our old house. And remember I would walk past that guy mm-hmm. and for some reason, cause he was like kind of, I don't know how to even describe him. Just a little like. Is homely a bad word? It is. Yeah, that okay. is a little derogatory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know another word. <laughs> you just like a little you can strung say out. Like, oh my little, God, that's way worse. For little, sure, way worse. Little, okay, crazy. But then I'm apparently not allowed to say crazy either. <laughs> we can't describe people that are different than ourselves. No. It's you get what I'm saying Cancelable now. Offense. After all those three words, you can kind of understand what I'm saying. <laughs> what other way would you describe that? No, no. I think you did a great job. Okay. Anyway, cancel <laughs> me, I guess. So there's this guy. And anyway, I felt just a lot of love for him. He would like talk to himself. He was like, his hair was really long. He wasn't like kept. I don't know. Whatever. And I just, when I would go past him, like I would speak to him and he would always say the same thing over and over and mm-hmm. like whatever. And I would just like. I felt so deeply like that mm. I was him <laughs> in a weird way. Like I was born in this body in this time, but that doesn't mean I'm all, I'm not also him. Yeah. And like, I've also kind of have felt at times. And I think I said this in the last podcast episode, but like, sometimes I feel like I, I'm like way more bizarre on the inside than mm. sometimes like I let out and I think that's also due to the fact that I like fit in to like society standard standards of like, yeah, how to You're look, like, how to there's dress. There's a secret inside of me that you guys don't know yeah, because I, I, you clearly accept me when you shouldn't. Yeah. I feel, I feel <laughs> like a, like an outsider, like yeah. on the inside and not mm-hmm. like that anybody makes me feel that way. It's just like, I, yeah. You feel like an insider on the outside and you feel like an outsider on the inside. Literally. Checks out. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so I guess when I see someone who does more like stand out in that mm-hmm. way, it's like they're wearing it on the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but that, that literally could have been me in like one second. Like that, yeah. like, I don't know. That, that sounds, I get what you're that saying, sounds though. weird, but like. You, you resonate with it 
in a way that you can observe it and it feels like kinship with what's inside of you yeah i'm like we're the same like it's the same thing we're just wearing it differently and Mm. i don't know i think it's like we're like we're the same but we wear being human just slightly different just because i was born in this body at this time doesn't mean i i wasn't born in your body at a different time and like i don't know so i definitely i definitely understand that and resonate with that and i think that is like an empathetic spiritual connection that like i don't i don't tie that back to any religious belief or any like spiritual tradition it's just like that to me is just see but i think the thing the difference between you and i and i don't know i don't know that this is actually that stark of a difference but we've talked about a lot how i tend to need um like ritual and process to Mm -hmm. get into my feelings to Mm -hmm. get myself eased into like being spiritual or being open or being Mm -hmm. creative i i just need a process um and so for me i think i do really need the practice and it's been really hard for me i don't know if it's been like this for any of you guys but like as i've become more atheist it's because there's such a yearning for something to tell me i'm wrong uh and i don't know if that makes sense but like I feel You're like I bad, claim it. Bad boy, is that what you need from me? <laughs> hmm, can you tell I'm a little horny? <laughs> that's so and that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time. <laughs> Sorry, you keep going. No, it's all good. You crave to be told you're bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think you're hearing me wrong, and maybe I'm saying it wrong. I, I lean more into it so that i can be proven wrong because it's like me oh, yes it's yes. almost more like me challenging the universe and being like i'm saying i'm atheist and i don't want to be please somebody prove me wrong oh please my God. Yes. show me i i completely understand um so it's like it's it's kind of like it's been heartbreaking for me to to find so much kinship with people that are also atheists because i know what they're going through on a level that like isn't really talked about yeah where i'm like i know you don't want to believe in nothing that's remember that was me yeah remember when i was like i was really upset about it i was like i don't believe in anything and it's like it was hard yeah i like was weepy about it because i was like i don't want anyone else to think this way like i don't i don't want to evangelize yeah being an atheist like i don't want this for anybody else but it's like once once you intellectualize life rather than spiritualize it and let it be the magic that it is it's so embarrassing to -hmm. try to put anything else on and it's such like this cognitive dissonance where i'm like i know none of this is real even though you don't know anything i mean but the only thing that you have any sort of provability on is the the fact of evolution and you know the things that actually happen in science and in nature yeah and it's like when you have hard facts on this side and i but facts can be disproven at any moment well i think that's what i'm saying is like facts are disproven all the time we think we know all of this stuff but everything we don't know anything even even scientific stuff is like it's always just a theory it's always a theory everything's a theory until it's proven wrong yeah uh and so it's it's just like but that's the closest thing that I have to, to an actual grasp on what's happening in the world. And so once I've gone to that place with myself where I've spoken out and had debates and had conversations with people where I want, like, it's the same way. I want somebody to tell me something that makes me 
doubt myself. Yeah. And it's, that's like, it's such a weird thing to ask, but like, I think that's why I think that's a lot of people who are atheists is they are outspoken and combative and want to get into discourse. They do because they, (laughs) they are crying for somebody to tell them that they're allowed to believe something else. Mm. That's how I feel at least. And so it's like, so do you think that's like why so many atheists are like loud? Yeah. And why they seem so argumentative at times. Yes. Like they have and why they get so emotional about it. Because mm. I know it doesn't come across as emotional, but they mm. get heated. they get heated, they get uh egotistical, and they get mm-hmm. impatient. And they're like, You're an idiot. So Yeah. If you think blah blah blah. It's yeah. just so Because like, there's cut. somebody that's like not at their level that they're like, You can't even intellectualize the things that I'm talking about, so there's no way you're gonna show me something more than what I know. Yeah. And so it's like as I've gotten it's it's been so frustrating for me because I get more and more into this atheism. And so I'm trying to pull myself out of it. Long story short, or long story the longest way around. Um <laughs> I I'm trying You're to You're pressing into the different like aspects of your Nordic ancestry. Yeah. I it's almost like I'm trying to like take some backdoor entrance into into spirituality because like at least it's my ancestry. Yes. At least it's my DNA. So like that's scientifically provable so i'm like my Will heritage you is not here see how this is lined up with the paths that i've taken no though? i totally do do you do you though yeah yeah because yeah. like my spirituality was going atheist and then like i got into astrology and then i was like i got to a point where i was like well i kind of you're like there's planets so planets are obviously doing a thing those yes. are provable and then i'm like oh there's so many versions of astrology and i yeah. kind of ran into some like well i learned mm-hmm. everything i needed until like i feel like i was mm-hmm. proven wrong or like yeah whatever but anyway, and then I moved on to the next and the next. And then I was like, ancestors, that makes sense. It's in me. Yeah. My DNA, which yeah. is like. You know, it can get really problematic. Complicated. Then you get into, well, especially with Nordic stuff, you get into a lot of racism and a lot of like. Like, yay. Nonsense. Um, where people think that the only way you can connect to said ancestors and gods is if you have blood that connects you to that belief system. And it's so problematic. Um and so, like, I want to be clear that that is also not what I'm pushing into. I'm not trying to go, like, full-on AFA, Asatru. Yeah, like, we're not trying to say, like... Nordic paganism. Send your blood off to ancestry and make sure that you... That you're actually talking to the gods and you're not just being deceived. Yeah. Uh, not at all. Um, it just is... It, it is my entrance into being able to, like, make it something I can intellectualize. It's like practical. Because, like... Even with now, I've been kind of, I've been broadening my my horizons into um, herbalism a little bit, a little bit of like. Uh, now that you're not vegan, like you have to use plants that, in other ways. Yeah, totally. Like I, mean, I, I want to, I want to spiritually connect with plants in, in another way. I, earth, I, yeah. I want the, I want to commune with it. And so, and, and Norse paganism and paganism in general is always so animist where it's like, right. everything has consciousness. Everything is spiritual. And that we have in common. Mm-hmm. And then everything does have energy. And so it's like, it's true. It really, it literally does. Everything is made up of particles. Everything is vibrating at all times. Everything is not as it seems. Nothing is solid. The world is actually just a bunch of different colored particles. Yeah. Um, and so like, we only know our own consciousness. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to move my way through that path into spirituality where i can where i can start saying you know what i actually know nothing about my own consciousness i know so much less about what i think i know than i actually do yeah and uh and i just it's been good i i I feel like moving into something like herbalism is good because like okay there's these certain plants 
now I've found mugwort or black sage and that's you can use my um my kitchen witch book yeah maybe that'll help you because I'm sure it's more your people's than my people's even yeah it's like witch yeah you know yeah so yeah I also I do think that a big part of being able to tap into that like that spirituality that spiritual feeling does come from solitude at times and you don't spend a lot of time alone well i think the thing is i do spend a lot of time alone oh like which is why working. i intellectualize everything oh maybe i'm constantly thinking about things but then i'm thinking about them and not feeling about them okay but i also i'm not so much like a feeler like on every test you're more of a feeler than i am yeah i think I don't know. It's just like, to me, it's like that, like alone feeling whenever you, you know, you're like with yourself. Mm. Remember I've described it a couple times now that like, I imagine as if it's like me sitting in front of me mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's like consistently m- how my thoughts work. It's like, I'm like thinking them through with another entity, but it's mm-hmm. like me, it's mm-hmm. always been like me sitting in front of me. But I think it's like that other me is like, potentially potentially what someone might would call like uh, i don't even know a god maybe or like Mm -hmm. a inner voice or like a spirit or ancestor or like whatever like i think there's so many ways that one would describe that feeling but to me it's very much like myself my soul my whatever Mm -hmm. and whenever you're having thoughts is it just like does it feel like it's just running from one side of the brain to the other side of the brain and just like going away? Or do you feel like you're like conversing with your brain? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't picture it like that. Yeah. I don't picture it like talking to myself, but, um, there's times where I just let my brain wander and I feel like it has a mind of its own. Um, what? and when I like come across thoughts and ideas that I don't feel like I actively cultivated, mm that's helpful for me yeah um and yeah i just i just i just need to allow myself to feel more and i think that's that's kind of the biggest thing is i have a lot of control anxiety over my own head in my own space Mm -hmm. and so like any opportunity i would have to really release control and let something spiritual happen Mm -hmm. is really scary to me Mm. because there's been moments i mean especially anytime i've gotten high and or really like really actually had an experience i it's it's always just like me trying to like squeeze so tightly and just hold on to my own control of my consciousness um and so i think it's a practice i mean i know obviously like you are the opposite of that you've always been so much like take me on a ride baby i haven't always been like that yeah but yeah since you've known me yeah like i have been do you feel like that feeds into your ability to tap into spirituality oh yeah yeah i think i've always like i would say maybe i was i've always been uh, like afraid of like substance i guess substances like growing up but i think that was like because of my religious upbringing Mm -hmm. so maybe that's what i mean because otherwise like yeah like i saw spiritual things when i was a kid and i was never afraid yeah like, I was just always like, I'm bigger, I'm stronger. Like, I literally cast out demons in my dreams m- so many times. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know. I, I, f- I don't know. I, I, it's like an inner confidence of, I feel more powerful and in control than any other, like even spiritual experience that like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm here, I'm in the physical realm just as much as I'm in some other spiritual existence. And I have so much confidence in my physical existence and like that, that, that it is just as important as the spiritual that I feel, I feel like confident that it won't overtake me. I feel like a lot of people feel like that fear of like the spiritual stuff, just like being too much or getting lost in it or never coming back and Mm -hmm. like that kind of experience. And I've always just felt like, no, I, I can always come back. I I will always come back. Mm -hmm. Like I'll always be back here. And then until I'm, dead one day and i'm like gone and then it's time then i'm like okay it's time to retire yeah and then it's on to the spiritual or whatever or not or it's into the ground i don't know but i won't know (laughs) so it won't matter um yeah yeah i don't know i that's something we discussed in canada too like i don't have a fear of death i have a fear of pain yeah but i don't have a fear of death so maybe that's part of like being able to embrace spirituality too Mm -hmm. is that i just feel there's just still so many things i want to do i think that's my biggest thing is like i i don't think i fear death because i mean how nice would that be not having to worry about anything anymore you're just like done well you're just chilling what do you mean i mean i definitely fear like i don't want to like get in a car wreck and die like totally but I'm, it, like i'm not afraid of old age death let me just rephrase that yeah i'm not afraid totally. of dying in my sleep how i want to go yeah. <laughs> when i'm really old yeah yeah, and I don't think I am either. I just have I just have so many things in my brain where I'm like I hope I have a spiritual experience before I you let will. go. Oh my gosh, you will. Like I I hope I connect with certain things and I hope I get to do like certain exp- and I and I know this is this this is how everybody feels, I'm sure. But I'm like there's just so many things that I that I know I could do if I just had the time. And I feel like that's just the, that's the control for me still is like, I feel like I still don't, Mm -hmm. I've kind of mentioned it on the podcast before where I'm like, I don't feel like I have control over my time right now. Yeah. In a, in in a huge way because Uh I'm working all the time. Um, and it's not what I would choose. Yeah. I've told you I would be a stay at home dad if I could. I guess that's what maybe I I should have said instead of solitude. Like, cause to me it's like what I want to do with my time is to be by myself and what, and that's like more of a time thing. It's like, I need to be, I need to have control over that. And maybe that's like more so what you need as well is I need to feel like I'm allowed. Not that you make me feel like I'm not allowed to have my own time, but I feel like, I feel like when I have time, it would be, it would be selfish for me to take it for myself because it's already so limited by my own, my own issue. But we've talked about this. Do your thing. Totally. Totally. I'll just watch a reality show. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i want to be there like i'm not saying it's like uh it's not a responsibility that i feel to you yeah it's a responsibility i feel to myself to connect with the people around me that i actually want to yeah of course i get that in due time when i become a rich mommy i don't know i, I feel like this is this is this is the opposite of bringing the energy <laughs> i'm sorry i feel like i'm bringing it <laughs> i'm bringing it so deep into so many so many things 
first song that came to my head. Just really happy that you're exploring your spirituality and exploring what that means to you and how you can tap yeah. into it and like all the different things. Like it's just about exploring it, trying it on, becoming obsessed with one thing, letting it go. Like yeah. it's, it's, that's part of life. That's like what it's about. And I think whenever you get, uh, what you get a house and you, you stoke that fire. That'll be part of your spirituality. Yeah. And like, yeah. when you get to be more in nature, like I think it will come naturally. I think it's just this season of, of our lives where it's just, it's harder. And I think a lot of people can relate to that where you just feel like you're grinding nine to five, eight to five, like, you know, whatever it is. And it's hard to find, even though you want that community and want that connection and want that. It's like, it's hard. Yeah. But I think, I think the moral of the story is, if you can work on practices that at least get you into a space of being like, maybe it isn't spiritual, but this is the closest thing I have to spirituality. This is the thing that I do ritually. Yeah. Once you, if for me, if I can get into ritual, that's the, that's the leading, that's the, what do they call it? The gateway drug to, that's the gateway drug to spirituality for me is ritual. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to establish now. And it's also been great. Like hearing people actually talk about Norse paganism and being like, by the way, nobody actually believes the gods are actual gods. Nobody even back in the day believed the gods were actual gods. It was all metaphorical. You need to read my book. Not my book, but you need to read The Flowering Wand yeah. by Sophie Strand. Yeah. That's a recommendation to you guys as well. Um, reclaiming, I think, something the masculine. Mm -hmm. um, the Flowering Wand. Mm -hmm. a anyway, and it talks about that. It talks about yeah. those stories, and I think you would find it very interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything you've read to me from it has been incredible. Yeah. It's very heady, but it's very good. Yeah. And then like connects it back to earth and also spirituality and it's like intellectual yeah. and like it's, I think it would make sense to the way you think. Uh huh. You know? It's scientifically poetic. Yeah. Anytime which is you why I like me. it. Yeah. It's just, we're the same, just different little, <laughs> just adjacent. Yeah. I'm just a year and a half behind you. No. We're different. <laughs> we're different. But yes. <laughs> maybe a little bit but that's okay i'm okay with that yeah okay guys well thank you so much for listening to this episode yeah. um i hope it was exciting for you i hope you learned something and um that you love being a fly on the wall that's just all we can really yeah that was for. so cute yeah thank you hannah for that review Thanks, that was hannah. so sweet um if you guys want to leave a review and get a little shout out please do that it would mean the world to us um yeah subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode we love you guys thank you so much for listening and until next time bye, bye.